today we have with us Lily, who's going to be discussing sleep and how much sleep do we really need. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and then we can start with questioning. Oh, thank you for having me. My name is Lily Horbachuk and I'm the owner and founder of Little Baby Sleep. I'm a pediatric sleep consultant and potty training consultant as well. And I own a company called Little Potty Plan. So what I do is I help parents through those big milestones that can be very confusing and help them go from struggling to having a plan, having that support and feeling like they can do it and getting through those milestones together. That's essentially what I do with sleep and with potty training. Wonderful. As a parent myself and as an educator, we always wonder, is our child getting enough sleep? Am I doing too much? What do I need to change? We're always questioning ourselves as a parent. Can you tell us how much sleep does a baby really need? So that is definitely a big question because it really depends on your baby's age. I'm going to go by general age requirements, but I want you to know that every baby is different. Every baby is going to need a little bit less, a little bit more. So these are just to give you an idea of what the sleep needs are in a 24-hour period. So if you have a newborn, zero to three months, we're looking at up to 17 hours of sleep in a 24-hour period. If you're looking at four to 11, months, we're looking at 12 to 15 hours of total sleep. If you're looking at one to two years, we're looking at 11 to 14. And three to five years, we're looking at 10 to 13 hours. Now, every baby is going to be different. What I usually say is that's what we need in a 24-hour period. We need to get you your 12 hours at night, and the difference comes in your nap. As your little one gets older, their sleep needs are going to get lower. Their nights should stay stable at 12 hours, and your naps are just going to adjust right? That's how sleep needs kind of work. That's why we start to drop naps. As we get older, we let, need a little bit less sleep and our sleep patterns change. For us adults, seven to nine hours of sleep is what we need. If you're getting less than that, we're functioning less optimally. So we need to make sure that we're at least giving our bodies the opportunity to rest that long. Those are the numbers that we kind of go by as a range. Feel bad if it's not there. We can definitely get it there, but it's just to give you an idea to go from there. That's wonderful. When is the time to actually drop nap? So dropping a nap is a big transition. It means that your sleep needs are changing. Your baby is not needing as much day sleep. And what you start to see is that if your baby is not needing the day sleep, they will start to eat out of your night. So how do you know you're ready to drop a nap? One of the things to look out for is if it starts to eat out of your night sleep. So what I mean by that, if you're starting to get early mornings, and we consider early mornings to be anything before 6 a.m., if you're having troubles with bedtime, if bedtime is a real struggle for you. Also, if your naps are short, you find your naps are like 45 minutes and your baby cannot connect that cycle, they can't go back to sleep, then it tells me that we need a little bit more sleep pressure. And so we need to take a look at your sleep and your timing. That the big reasons why you would be like, okay, we need to drop a nap. And when you drop a nap, it's about adjusting your day sleep so that you can keep your night sleep solid. Thank you for that. How do I know if my baby is getting too much or too little sleep? Your daytime sleep is going to have a huge impact in your night. So that's the very first thing that I look at when I talk to a family is what does their daytime sleep look like? What are the totals? And then how does that translate into their nights? 
early mornings will happen. You'll start to notice them because you won't want to be up at 5am either. <laughs> Bedtime struggles are going to signify that your little one is either getting too much sleep. If they're getting too much sleep, they're going to eat out of your bedtime and mornings. If they're getting too little sleep, they could be overtired, which is just a natural response for our bodies when they go over the limit, essentially, that our bodies just go into fight or flight. So they'll start to emit cortisol and adrenaline. And that's usually when we notice that our little ones get like a second wind, or they get really fussy, or they rub their eyes, or they go down, but they can't stay down. And they have a lot of fractured sleep that is overtired. And that means their little bodies have been awake for longer than they can handle. And so we want to make sure that that's not happening either, because that will cause fractured sleep at night and will cause early mornings. Thank you for that. How do I length the naps? So if you find naps are 45 minutes on the dot or 30 minutes, we want to lengthen those naps by making sure that your little one is going down at the right time. So what I mean by that is that one, that they have enough sleep pressure. Sleep pressure is when we wake up, our bodies start to produce a hormone called adenosine and it starts to pressure and it needs to be released for babies every so often. And then their internal clock is another system working in their body. And there are optimal times for that. These two systems do not talk to each other. We need to find the right timing for those naps. That's going to make a huge difference. And then how your baby falls asleep. If they need something to fall asleep, they're going to need something to go back to sleep. So that's going to cause an earlier nap or a shorter nap because as soon as they hit that light stage of sleep, they're going to be up. And that's a lot harder to get them back down, right? Yes. I actually have a question for you. Sometimes with a time change, even traveling, I find that the whole routine of the sleep changes for the child. What are some tips you have for that? Time changes happen. Sickness happens. Travel happens. The very first thing I would make sure is that your little one is a good sleeper so that they're sleeping well. They're going down at the right times. They're sleeping independently because that's going to make them a lot more flexible. We can't always control the external environment, but we can control our consistency. We can definitely get them used to sleeping at those times. And then, you know, it's okay to have some naps on the go sleep might not be perfect. And then for time changes, light, light is going to be your best friend, darkening the room, offering dim lights when it's time for bedtime, that's going to help you cue and help your baby get tired for sleep. So if you're traveling, make sure that you're continuing to offer those naps, if, but make sure you are the consistent one and you are keeping your bedtime routine and everything that's associated with sleep and you are dictating timing through light, right? You're darkening the room when it's time to sleep. If you're traveling on the go, you're covering the stroller with a safe mesh cover. All of those things are going to help you. It also has to do with temperament too. Some of us don't sleep well when we're traveling. The reason why is our bodies are just designed to keep us safe. And if we're not in an environment that we're familiar with, we're always going to be in a lighter stage of sleep. You know, your baby's going to bounce back because they're going to be so much more flexible when they're not sleep deprived and they're not tired. And then try to keep as consistent as you can, knowing that it's not always going to be perfect. That was really good. Thank you so much. Now, why does my baby spike sleep? Yeah. And I have so many parents that come to me and they're like, my baby hates sleep. <laughs> they don't want to sleep. They hate sleep. And I don't know what to do. 
It's not that your little one doesn't like sleep. It's just that one, their bodies might be working against them. So if they're overtired, they're going to be wired up and they're going to have a harder time putting themselves to sleep. And that's where we start to see a lot of fractured sleep, a little bit of fighting to sleep. If they're not tired enough, well, then they're just bored and they're not going to sleep either. If you start to notice that your little one is rubbing their eyes, fussy, waking up every half an hour, waking up early in the morning, that to me tells me that they're overtired. So that's just a timing thing. We need to make sure that all of those are aligned for our little ones. It's not that they don't love sleep. It's just that they don't really know what to do. Also, if they're in their crib and they haven't been used to putting themselves to sleep either. True. Why does my baby wake up every hour overnight? If I see a baby that comes to me and they wake up every hour overnight, that to me is a schedule thing. That is overtired. If I start to see patterns of really short stints of sleep, that to me tells me that there's too much hormones running through their bodies that are waking them up and having them have a hard time. So that's essentially why your little one would be fighting sleep or waking up so often overnight. That was really good. Is there a specific reason why sometimes children wake up early? I think we've all experienced this where our little ones are waking up like way too early and we're like, it's not time yet. (laughs) I'm not ready to start my day at 5 a.m. Little ones wake up early for a lot of different reasons. If you have a toddler, you're likely struggling with this. And a lot of toddlers will just get out of their bed as soon as they wake up, especially if there's any formal light in the room, that's going to trigger their brain to wake up. If there's any kind of food happening at that time as well, or a lot of interaction, it could be also schedule related. If they're overtired, those hormones, your cortisol is going to start to spike at that time. And so it's going to be a lot harder for them to go back to sleep. Just like us, we're like up for the day. There's no way we're going back down to sleep. The other thing is if they're getting a lot of sleep during the day, you're going to expect some early mornings because the sleep pressure really goes down at that time. Lots of different reasons why your little one could be getting up early in the morning, but all of these reasons have a solution to them. It's just a matter of asking the right questions and figuring out what is happening so we can prevent that from happening. And then how do we encourage our toddlers to stay in their bed? I love toddler clocks for ages three to five. And if it's a baby, then they're waiting to get them up for the day is going to be important as well so that we can set their internal clocks. It's really interesting when we talk about sleep, you were talking about being overstimulated or being hyper or all of that also goes back to other situations that we need to create as a parent to create that regulation for the child. Could it be when was the last time you fed the child? Was there sugar in what we fed the child? When was the last time we introduced screen to the child? How much screen did we introduce to the child or the noises around the child? There's just so many things when you think about even the concept of sleep. For sure. So, so thank you so much for all that information. Why does my baby walk, wake up every two hours or multiple times overnight? So I think a lot of people have this misconception that babies should sleep 12 hours at night without waking up. And really, we all wake up every two hours, 90 to 120 minutes is a sleep cycle. So we are really good at putting ourselves back down to sleep, we will wake up, go into a light stage of sleep, maybe shift our pillow and then turn around and go back to sleep, right? When a baby has something that they depend on to fall asleep at the beginning of the night, as soon as they hit that light stage of sleep, they're waking up needing that thing. If you're totally okay with providing that thing, then we have no problem. But 
if it's becoming unsustainable for you, if it's affecting your mental health, if you're up all night, then it's maybe something that you want to to address and to fix. But our babies, we expect wake ups. Typically, I would say 11, 1, 3 and 5. Those are typical wake up times. 3 is notorious because if they're going through a ton of development, they're going to be up at 3 and their little minds are racing. It's just how your baby falls asleep. Sometimes you'll look at the monitor, they're just having a party in their crib, but they can put themselves back to sleep when they're finished having their party. And we don't have to RSVP to that party. It's really not about getting them to sleep all night because that's impossible. It's about getting them comfortable in their cribs and being able to put themselves back to sleep at the end of each sleep cycle. So your sleep is not wake up, cry and have to go back to sleep. It's partially wake and go back down into another sleep cycle. It makes perfect sense. Thank you so much for joining us today. Is there any word of wisdom that you would like to leave us with? Well, there's a lot of information out there about sleep and it can be very overwhelming for parents. It can be very confusing. It doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. If what you're doing is workable for you, if you feel good as a parent, then you keep doing that. If you want to change something, you can absolutely change it. Just go with what you feel is best. Don't stress out about the numbers. If you feel like your little one is rested, if you feel rested, that's really, really good. And you're doing a really great job. And if you don't feel like that, then you can definitely make those changes. Sometimes it feels like we have to do everything on our own and i love this organization for that reason because it helps parents that support that they need that you're not alone and there are lots of support networks around to help bring that clarity and bring that plan and bring that support to you thank you so much for your presentation today i'm sure a lot of us will take a lot of notes and we start implementing um please feel free to reach out to inventive kids with a z.com for future events and workshop inventive minds child youth family support center is a not-for-profit organization working with families from newborn to teen we carry an early year centers from newborn to age four and elementary school from junior kindergarten to grade three we work families through separation and divorce through family mediation arbitration parenting coordination if you wish to learn more about us check us at inventive kids with a z.com thank you have a great day everyone